Hey everyone, this is Tony Holbein. You are listening to the Revenue Formula. Q1 has just ended for a bunch of you, and I think many have found out that their business just has changed fundamentally in the current environment. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how to quickly and efficiently deal with that change. Enjoy. So daylight saving time. Oh, yes. I had to drag the kids out of bed, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and because I have so many now, it's like you pull one by the leg and have the other one over here in the arm trying to get them it's like breakfast. Uh, Come my, on. My, my kid felt that this was awesome because, oh. you know, usually he wakes up too early and then I walk in and it's like, hey, it's still dark outside. <laughs> you have to sleep. <laughs> and, you know, this time he woke up at... Um, 6.45 or something, which is 5.45, no go, 6.45, close to 7. It's, kind yeah. of, it's like, nah, okay, it's, come on. <laughs> you can come, you yeah. can come. Well, that's cool. Uh, so today we're going to talk about other things that are changing that we can't really control that much. Yeah. Not daylight savings. We're going to talk a bit about, I mean, we don't want to be negative. That's that's really important. But there are some unfortunate things happening at the moment. Well, you know, for some it's unfortunate, for some it's uh, disfortunate, right? So I, I would just say um, what we're looking at with all the macro going on and all of that stuff, we're just looking at a bunch of businesses going through a massive change at the same time of multiple variables at the same time. And people are just like, oh, oh, yeah. right? That's That doesn't feel good. I feel like I'm losing control. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff that I could lean on from last year, not there anymore. <laughs> and, you know, that might be connected to the economy, might be connected to and all kinds of other things. But really kind of going through basically navigating through massive change yeah. that's going on right now. Right. I think... Uh, you could say navigating through the asteroid field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how yeah. do you how do yeah, you get yeah. through, right? Um, and I think that's that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, so it's a high rate, high inflation environment, end of easy money, causing a bunch of issues. And basically the whole conversation is efficient growth and the end of growth at all costs, right? So yeah. so and that's in, that's enforcing a lot of change. And I think what what I found is basically pointing to the fact that the revenue plan you made. It no longer fits the roadmap you created. Forget about it. Doesn't fit necessarily anymore. The hiring plan it doesn't fit. And if you are unable to adapt those things, you're gonna miss. So right? I think I think the letter to kind of the roadmap and the hiring plan, um, they might still be totally working out. The problem is you're always living in this triangle of top line plan, mm. hiring plan, roadmap. And if one of those if one of those pieces is out of uh, out of sync, the other two have to follow. Yeah, there's yeah. just there's just no way around it. I mean, it's even you know you can even do it the other way around. If a product is out of sync, mm. um, that will in, inevitably impact your top line growth. Yeah, uh, and that then will have to impact your your people plan or your hiring plan or so forth, right? So these three things need to stay in sync, right? And what we are kind of seeing right now is simply that. You know, while your hiring still might be on plan, thumbs up. Mm. While your product uh, de development is still, you know, on plan, great. Probably your revenue isn't. Yeah. And this is now what, what you need to react to, right? <laughs> and so I think I found, so we are going to provide a way to obviously address this problem. We'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. I found a pretty uh, interesting survey just to tee it up that cites that more than two thirds of, so this was a survey of B2B SaaS companies, by mm. the way, but more than two thirds 
they didn't hit their H2 target in 2022, right? So already then the problem started appearing. And I think what you're starting to see is also an extended sales cycle. They found uh, 53% had seen a significant increase in the sales cycle. And just that one piece in its own, Mm. massive ramifications for a business. Well, people... people don't realize that, but we'll, we'll get to okay. that later. But people think like, ah, sales cycle is one or two weeks. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, well, well, it matters kind of a lot, uh, but you know, later, more, more on that in a second. The uh, the other area uh, where companies are seeing challenges is basically pipeline creation. Mm. So one thing is how long, how quickly can we close a deal? The other is how many more deals can we get potentially on the board, right? And it's kind of funny. We, we talked about it before we hit, a, hit record. It's basically every single pipeline source you can think of. Yeah, let me just read it out loud. Outbound it affected 63%. Organic and social, 51%. Partnerships, 49%. Paid ads, 40%. Yeah. What's missing? I don't know. <laughs> I think like, I stopped writing at that yeah. point. I was like, okay, <laughs> no. Like everything. Yeah. Every, so basically everything on the, on the top funnel side, yeah. everything went to shit. Yeah, basically, pretty much. And you know, keep in mind, uh, keep in mind all of those surveys, all of those benchmarks, all of that stuff. Usually, you're looking for this to be a lagging indicator of at least three to six months. Mm. Uh, so the the current, first of all, you've probably lived in this reality now yourself for a while. And number two, uh, it might be even worse right now, right? So because we, are, when you think about it, yeah, we had this recession going on in tech. Yeah. For a year now, it really started around Ukraine. That's when yeah. that's when it that's when it really happened. Um, and on the overall macro, not in this like little niche tech bubble that we're living in, but on the overall stuff, Main Street. Yeah. Um, now it's the time where like ah, you know, it could be maybe next month we're going to slip into a recession, right? Yeah. So we've been living through this already for a year, and then. The overall recession is gonna, you know, pound on top potentially with another two years or something like yeah. that. So it's like, again, we didn't want to be too sad about this, but the the reality of what we're seeing here is actually a lagging indicator of two or three months ago. Yeah. So we've talked in the past about, hey, everyone hits Q1 because predict- predictability is high, and mm-hmm. then the plan starts sliding. Yeah. Right now, we're not saying that you potentially have all these challenges that we just mentioned, but chances are you're going to have some challenges. If not, not today, then maybe later, yeah. right? So how how should a business approach this problem? Yeah. So I think I think on the overall, and this is this is what makes it so complicated. I think on the overall you need to um you need to be able to smartly with haste but careful haste <laughs> react in 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 the best way possible yeah um and that sounds like a not a big revelation yeah great advice yeah <laughs> um I, I think what it what it uh what it is about though is when you operate a machine of 10 million euros or 20 or 50 million euros or yeah. even 200 million it doesn't matter what the the reality is is that the complexity from one year to the next and so forth it it is always you know somewhat measurable those those manageable those steps because it's um uh you have a lot of stuff from the past that you know works yeah and we all heard the you know what happened in the past predicts you know what's to come it, well it's at least a good indicator yeah yeah um so basically and then I kind of read this recently 
every single metric that someone is might be looking at. You know, we're talking SQLs, we're talking opportunities, we're talking conversion rates, sales cycles, win rates, ACVs. Yeah. Everything is trending in the wrong direction yeah. and has been down for a while, right? Yeah. And all of those metrics on a top level, they have massive indications uh, impacts further down, right? So if you're if you're thinking about uh, your opportunity creation, if that's low, how do you how do you not only you know uh, try and hit the revenue target, but also how do you want to keep your ease fat? Yeah. How do you want to make sure that they're hitting quota and so forth, right? So this there's a there's a massive uh, there's a massive amount of work and cognitive overload that organizations need to go through right now mm. in order to combine this new reality that they had, which you know previously was like, hey, our business works like that. Yeah, we do fifteen percent on outbound. We sell twenty k tickets. You know, we have all those rules of some. All of this works out. Let's kind mm. of roll it forward to next year and kind of you know tweak, tweak, tweak. Yeah. Kind of gonna work out. Well, all of this is now off the charts, and you basically kind of need to start from scratch with many of those different pieces, right? Yeah. And I think organizations that realize it the fastest, that they're in a completely different world right now, yeah. I think they will probably be able to manage through this the best, yeah. right? And again, all of that starts with um, you know understanding what's going on, figuring out how to react to it, and then implement that, right? Yeah. What, what we did um, a bit of uh, research on actually uh, is, and I, you know, maybe this is a plug. I, no. I just recently talked about it on my uh, revenue letter that's going out bi-weekly. So if you want to sign up for that, do that. Um, no, but it's basically, it's basically something that we found is very popular in uh, uh, actually in military strategy. Yeah, I'm not sure it's from the '60s or something like that, uh, and it's basically called an OODA loop. O O D A, and you know what does it stand for? Uh, the first O is observe, yeah. Uh, and again, I think about this not in a business context. I think the the most uh, used example is a kind of an airplane fight yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, fire so, pilot. Yeah. Right. So don't don't think it necessarily as an, as a, as a business piece. That that translation will come in a second. But think about it as a you are you are apparently in an airplane fight. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if anyone can imagine that. But uh, you're in an airplane fight, right? And you observe something, yeah, right? You kind of need out. to see what it is. Yeah. Uh, then you need to orient yourself, you know, hey, data gathering, basically. Yeah, yeah. Then you need to decide, okay, what I'm going to do next. Yeah. And then you need to react and do it. Yeah. Right? If you miss any of those steps, well, you're probably going to come to the wrong reaction and you're probably going to be dead. So yeah. that's, that's the idea here. And then uh, the other idea here is and this is very much competitive thinking, not necessarily completely unapplicable for uh, companies. But the idea is, if you're OODA loop in, you know, in an air fight, yeah, I don't know, it takes you thirty seconds. Yeah, they're fast. But your your opponent's OODA loop is uh, fifteen seconds, right? Goes through this, observe, orient, decide, act, goes faster than you do. In 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 literal uh, in, uh, in literature is referred to inside your opponent's you know get inside your opponent's OODA loop. Mm. Um, what it basically means is your opponent goes through the loop faster, which then makes you stop in your own loop, right? Because you saw something, you gather information, you want to react and so forth. But basically, when you get to halfway point, yeah, you know st you're still gathering information, you're still yeah. deciding. <laughs> there's already a new situation, yeah. 
Um, which basically ah shit, I need to reboot my uh, the loop now. Yeah. And basically, gonna you're gonna get stuck and you're gonna uh, also die. Yeah. Apparently. So that's that's the that's the theory around it. Um. Right. I'm gonna say it one more time. It's the OODA loop. You can look it up. Uh. It's spelled O O D A. Observe, orient, decide, act. Yeah. And what we wanted to do today is we wanted to go through two OODA loops, yeah, maybe three together. Time. Yeah, let's see. Um, and, and see and see where it takes us. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to take longer than 30 seconds, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but I think it's also important because we cannot sit and predict how any given business's impact is going to be entirely mm. different. But providing the frame of mind for how do you approach it yeah. is really the kicker. And, and like we said, in the past, we've talked about replanning. Mm. It is a critical component, but following this methodology is going to be helpful. Yes. Okay, let's start with an easy one, maybe. <laughs> SDRs? I'm not sure. So the thing is, uh, we obviously kind of have a structure when we you know, set this up. I think on, on those examples, we were like a little bit loose on the planning side. Yeah. Let's, let's, see how, let's see how it goes. Maybe to uh, cut some stuff out. But basically, <laughs> what you observe is that your SDR bookings are lower than you anticipated. Yeah. Yeah? And that apparently is a very much a... Um, a common problem right now because 63% of outbound channels are having a hard time. Yeah. Right. So your, your, your SDR bookings might be, might be low. I mean, I I even saw on LinkedIn, someone posting a screenshot of their phone with like 60 unanswered calls, (laughs) you know? So, so there's a lot of pressure on, I I think it is getting more difficult to be in that spot. Yes. Uh, So, and again, right. So we can riff on, is it just the recession? Is it overall? Blah, blah, blah. It probably has an impact. Um, but so this is this is the observation, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and now the orient stage begins. So gathering information. So what's really going on? Yeah. Uh, you might be talking to your SDRs, and they're telling you, "Hey, no one is picking up the phone." To your <laughs> <Yeah>. point, um, <laughs> you might be uh, you might still have some opportunities that are being generated. Right, the problem might not be in the uh, no one is reacting. It might just be that everyone is a window shopper. So you might yeah. have you maybe still hit the opportunity bookings, so to speak, but you know, the revenue bookings. So you then go to the AEs and you know, what's up? And everyone's yeah. like, they don't want to buy and so forth. But basically, you know, the 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 orient phases, you, what, whatever the root cause will be, the reality will be that if you can't fix it, and I think in this scenario, we're basically saying you can't just fix it, right? Yeah. You're kind of in a new reality. That stuff is not easily changeable. We sometimes have this adjust, adapt and kind of and so yeah. forth. In this case, you're basically saying, okay, so whatever the SDRs are being uh, able to book, it's kind of your new baseline, my friend. Yeah, it's not just a work harder. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. not going to happen. Um, and again, right, finding efficiencies, you can probably do that. It's in any any kind of situation, but this is a new baseline. That's how I need to kind of think about it and come to terms with it. So then you have your orient uh, stage done and understand um, what what's going on. Uh, you maybe also understand how this is now impacting your CAC payback for that channel. Yeah. And um, obviously your CAC payback period is going to go up. So yeah. it's, you are still obviously paying the same salaries. You're still doing all of the same stuff. You're probably going to pay fewer commissions, but you know, that's not really the the big thing here. So basically the CAC payback of your SDR channel is going up. Now you can enter the side stage. Mm. So what, are you going to do about it? And I think this is very, very freaking difficult yeah. actually now, yeah. right? Because you basically kind of need to balance out. So if 
for how long is that going to be a problem? Yeah. If this is going to remain a problem uh, for the next six months, then maybe you can decide, ah, let's just squeeze through. Yeah. It will cost us more to lay off half the SDR team uh, with, you know, some of the, uh, you know, notice period payments and so forth that you have in Europe, yeah. less so in, in the US. And uh, then, you know, hire some people back, you know, onboard them and so forth, right? Yeah. For six months, you might eat the cost. But what if this is going on for 12 months? Yeah. What if this is going on for, you know, 18 months? Yeah. Um, what do you then want to do about this? And I think a decision that might come out of this, and this is, again, this is, we're just taking the outbound as an example. It might be yeah. many other things as well. It might be that you decide to uh, scale down that channel. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think you will probably completely, you know, kill it in that sense, but you will probably reduce the uh, the resource that you're pouring into this channel right now because you're simply not seeing what comes out of it, aka meaning, hey, this is not a channel that's driving efficient growth, yeah. right? Which is very much the, the moniker these days, right? Again, there might be different flavors to it. Maybe it's specifically in one region, then another, and one segment, then another. That That's all the stuff you would have found out in the Orient phase yeah. um, of this OODA loop. But now we need to get to decision stage and say like, okay, with all the information we have at hand, we're actually going to reduce the EMEA outbound team by 50%. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And now comes ACT. Implement. Yeah. Okay. First of all, we need buy-in from all the different decision makers. Then we need to kind of, you know, uh, have the plan laid out to, to, to execute the whole thing. And then you need to do it. Mm -hmm. I think maybe what I even forgot here is, okay, if we take it down 50 or 75%, what, what does it mean? Yeah, and what happens to the ease? I mean, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> Not to get ahead of ourselves. No, but. exactly. But okay, so what does... If, if you now have to give up on that channel, and yeah. I think this is kind of the meta conversation on top of this whole thing. It's not, oh, you know, what do we do with this isolated thing? But no. okay, now there be a slashing. Uh, and in many organizations, outbound is 50% of your growth. Yeah. We're slashing that by half or even more. Yeah. So what's the consequence of that now, yeah. right? So where are we going to land revenue-wise by the end of the year? Uh, do we need all of those AEs? Yeah. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And maybe... I think what I would probably advise is probably err on the side of caution. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I would would probably advise here. Uh, not saying that mm, there's anything specific about outbound. I, I think I'm probably one of the biggest lovers of, of outbound. <laughs> so you know, it's it's just an example. And LinkedIn. But but, but err err on the side err on the side of caution here, yeah. and, and rather assume that this thing isn't going to repair itself yeah. anytime soon. And rather be proactive on uh, eating the hit on the revenue side yeah. for the end of the year because you know what, it's probably gonna you're probably gonna land there anyway. Yeah, that's kind of that's the realization, right? And you know, working through this is pretty difficult. And now the fun, you know, it's not fun, but the interesting piece is now we talked about those OODA loops and the the the, the you know the uh, the speed you can go through. The longer you let's just say, the observation will be real quick. I think the yeah. data gathering will be kind of quick as well. Yeah. Maybe it takes a week or two or three or something like that. The decide piece usually is what drags it out. Yeah. Um, and I think here, this is this is where you're losing very valuable money, basically. You mm -hmm. know, every single month that you delay, 
there's another chunk of salaries going out the door. Yeah. Um, and as longer as you need to wait, you know, the the more you need to react to have the same runway and so forth, right? And then the act is really, how, how strong are you on the execution arm? Can you pull this off in a week without looking like complete buffoons on LinkedIn? Yeah. Or, you know, do you need more time to make it a, a proper a proper process, right? Mm. But that would be, you know, one OODA loop yeah. from observation to orientation to decision to action. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's a, a pretty straightforward, actually, framework to conduct replanning as, they, as facts change. And I think you're going to get multiple changes throughout the next couple of quarters until yeah. we're clear of yeah. this situation. So yes. so hopefully this is helpful. I mean, we discussed another loop. Yeah. So this was just one case. I think we should this do another yes. just to try and, and reaffirm it again. And uh, this was basically the case where quota attainment is down for the AEs. Yeah, surprise, surprise. AEs aren't hitting their target. Yeah. So that's the observation. That's very much surface level stuff. Yeah. You will immediately see it. I mean, we're coming up on... You will hear it. They will slack you. <laughs> I mean, when this is being aired, it's basically the week after Q1 end. Yeah. Oh, the timing. <laughs> we didn't even plan this. No, but you will, you will, you will totally, you will totally observe it. Yeah. Really quickly that uh, a quarter attainment is down. Then uh, the Orient phase is why. Yeah. You know what's going on, and and the good answer isn't well recession. No. That's not a good answer. Uh, and let's just kind of steer away from outbound doesn't work or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and in this case, maybe what you find out is that uh, your sales cycles are pushing up, yeah. which is very much a thing we're seeing across the board. Mm. Uh, lots of people basically see, what is it, 53% yeah. have seen a significant increase in sales cycles across the board. Um, by the way, also Winning by Design published something where they show um, win rates go down from 25% to 17%. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> it's no, no. It's 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 you know it's it's difficult out there. Uh, but you know, your Orion basically would say like, "Hey, sales cycles are pushing out." Yeah. Um, so let's unpack what it actually means if your sales cycles are pushing out. It means that number one, your quota attainment uh, for any kind of period will decrease. Yeah. Let's just say your uh, sales cycles are pushing out twenty percent. Mm. And yeah, I might be doing the math a little bit wrong now, but. Let's just say that means your quota attainment then will drop by 20%. Yeah. Right? Because um, the stuff that you're working on will not hit in this quarter, will hit afterwards and so forth. Right? Yeah. Is it kind of normalizing itself? No, because <laughs> you still have the year. Yeah. You know, it's it still pushes out. You still then are 20% below on the on the year in general, right? Yeah. So then the the other thing is when you really think about capacity, when you're really honest about capacity with your account executives. What sales cycles pushing out, what that translates to um, is to a degree an increase of steps that your sales rep needs to take yeah. in order to get the deal done. Yeah, it's more yeah? work. It's, it basically translates to more work. It's not that your sales rep sits there and now it takes a month longer before the email comes back and says, like, <laughs> yes, we're going to do it. It's not like that. No. It takes more time. You know, not only will it come up more often in your forecasting calls, but also your manager will be, what's the next step? Yeah. Uh, mail them, yeah. pull them on a phone, you know, talk, 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 talk. Um, usually it will be then suddenly the CFO entering the scene. That's kind of one of the really big reasons that basically kind of is either trying to, you know, the, the soft way for a CFO to... Um, save cash without saying, no, you can't do it. You can't have that high, you can't have this tool. It's just by kicking it down the road. Yeah. 
It's like, ah, let's do it next month. It's let's a future it me quarter. problem. It's yeah. like, ah, no, not now. Come, let's give it some time. Do we really yeah, need yeah. it today? Um, so that's basically the, the the tactic also that kind of sits behind this, right? Um, and um, uh, and basically what that means with more meetings that you need to take and like, yeah. you know, here's an ROI calculator and this is how we manage risk and all yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. What it basically means now is that your AEs that previously, and that's the assumption, have been busy already, um, now basically have to do 10 to 20% more work yeah. for the same opportunities that they're running. Yeah. yeah, And let's just say we assume that the reps have been busy already. What it basically means is that um, they cannot get the same uh, throughput done for the amount of opportunities. So basically you will have to assume that they can only work on fewer opportunities. Yeah. And if your win rates, let's just say they stay the same, what it really means though is um, they can only hit a certain, you know, lesser amount of revenue by the end of the uh, yeah. quarter and or year. And what that means, you actually have to lower quotas for them. Yeah. I mean, otherwise they're going to be pretty, pretty demoralized. They work more. So number <laughs> one, don't hit target. Number so one, no fuck that. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone is demoralized right yeah, now. Yeah. But the, the, the problem still remains that if you are honest with yourself on the how can I increase someone's quota, well, let's speed up the sales cycle, yeah. let's, you know, increase the conversion rates, let's have, you know, whatever, higher ACVs. Yeah. That's how we should be, you know, this is our way of, hey, well, that's that's what you need to do in order to increase your quotas. Well, if it's going the other way, you kind of need to do the same thing here, yeah. right? Um, and that's, that's what that is. Well, that also means productivity per rep is going to go down, CAC payback in general is going to go up, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? You basically now for the same revenue target need to have 10 to 50% more AEs mm. and so forth. Um, so that's your Orient. That, that sucks. Was a B, yeah, that was a... Um, then on the decide side, um, what you're going to do about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is, again, this is a tricky one. I, th I think when it, when it, when it's kind of funny, I kind of lay out what the Orient, the data gathering is. Yeah. And if it's then laid on me, okay, now make a decision, Tony. My first question would be, Okay, are there differences in uh, in the different regions and the segments? Is there, <laughs> yeah, is there yeah, yeah. any anything I can find? Yeah. Um. So that would kind of kick it back to the data gathering side, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's funny. That's how my decision making actually works. I guess you kick it down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's not good. Um. In in that sense, but you obviously want to find some cheap solutions in terms of ah, it's actually it's you know the APAC enterprise team. Yeah, that that is causing all the trouble, and you know, once we get that down, everything is fine. It's probably not going to be that simple. So you need to make a decision here. Yeah, uh, which probably is not going to be a fun decision. No, uh, because it's going to either increase your CAC payback, uh, which means you know you're going in the wrong direction of efficient growth, mm -hmm. or you're lowering your target for the end of the year yeah. while still maintaining the same uh, you know AE cost. So also not great. No. Right? And then act as, you need know, to kind of execute this whole thing. You yeah. implement this into reality and, and make sure that in that sense, morale stays high and so forth, right? Yeah. So this is, again, concluding one loop of a quarter attainment is low due to sales cycles predominantly. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Lower quotas, change the team, increase bonuses, whatever, yeah. and then implement. Yeah? And I think to complicate the whole picture which i think is what everyone is being faced with right now 
is you just don't have one of those issues. <laughs> no. You have all of them at the same time. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And I think this is what what makes this uh, extremely heavy on the cognitive load of, of the management team. Mm. And um, I think I think one of the, the issues coming with that is also because the cognitive load is so high and it's really an uncomfortable topic and maybe even the execs in their seats because they haven't been going through something like product market fit where you're, you know, yeah. you're faced with everything is a question mark all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they are the playbook folks, which is the right thing. Yeah. But they're not used to running, you know, 20 different question marks at the same time and no. see how they intersect and so forth. And what might come out of that is your execs just might for a little bit longer close their eyes, push down the decision. Yes, I've observed. Yeah. Yes, I know why. I don't know what the solution is because the thing is, uh, let's just say you make the decision to cut SDR bookings uh, or outbound uh, in our first OODA loop. Mm. So what is that actually going to have an impact of with the AEs that are challenged on the sales cycle side and maybe your ACVs are up, uh, yeah. down and your churn is you know, all over the place? How are all of those different you know, decisions you know, yeah. working Mission together in the end? Yeah. Right? That's the problem. It's you know, when it's one of these things is out of whack, probably the other things will as well, right? Mm. And you end up with basically a, uh, uh, you know, a, a pile of broken glass to a degree, right? Yeah. Trying to piece it back together. And I think also that's where some of the challenges we've talked about is because of how the tool stack is built, you have, you know, a perfect funnel within marketing. You have a perfect funnel yeah. within sales. There's only one team that looks at the full funnel. Yeah. And that's really revenue operations along with the CRO. And we didn't even take the case of any of these down to the level of, okay, what does it mean for CSMs? Yeah. Right. And and you do need to look at that full cycle. And someone has to potentially, you know, not just observe, but also orient and provide that information. Uh, I think that will potentially, you know, get you an invitation to to take part in s some part of the discussions and at least share the findings so that a decision can be made, right? No, I think for CROs and RevOps listening, I think the, and we, we talked about this, never waste a good crisis. This is, this is one of those. Totally. And I think the crisis is across the whole funnel, end to end. Yeah. And you as RevOps, uh, first of all, are probably one of the only ones that sees the whole funnel. Mm -hmm. And your team would probably be very much frequented in the Orient stage. Yeah. You know, let's do data gathering around this problem. Um, and I think there's an opportunity for you to, you know, fit together all the pieces, tie yeah. the knots, connect the dots, whatever, yeah. um, and and help help the whole funnel to heal yeah. and go in the right direction <laughs> instead of what I think is going to actually happen, and that's really interesting to your point, uh, VP marketing is going to self-optimize for his or her team. Yeah. VP of sales is going to do the same thing and so forth. And you're going to end up with an even bigger mess than, than you started the year with, right? So yeah. this is um, this is a, a very interesting crisis for, for revenue operations to to jump in and help with mm. um, if, if you have the right tools to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think we also have a few episodes in the past we could easily have pull some of that stuff in around, yeah. hey, you need to understand your revenue engine. There's so many other pieces. Go back and listen to some of them. They're yeah. definitely going to be helpful. For now, this is just a simple framework 
you can use to to consider what is happening out there yeah. as change unfolds. Yeah. And you can even use it when it's not a negative thing. You can use it later on also for positive things. Um, it's really about creating an advantage at the end of the day. That's it. OODA loop. Look it up. O-O-D-A. And uh, start applying it in your own business. I think it's, a, it's, it's the right way to deal with this current super uncertain situation and the new baseline is being tough in everyone's faces. Exactly. Hey, so if you enjoyed this show, you're very much invited to join our GTM Lives happening every other Thursday and my revenue letter also going out on a bi-weekly basis. You can find all of this on growblogs.com. Yeah, there are some helpful tools in there always being shared. Sorry, what? <laughs> there are some helpful tools always being shared in there. Some helpful tools. Okay, come on. <laughs>